This is episode number 1125 with Dr. Alan Goldhammer, part two. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, the first wealth is health. And Nathaniel Brandon said, self-discipline is the ability to organize your behavior over time in the service of specific goals. Today's guest is Dr. Alan Goldhammer, who is one of the world's leading experts on medically supervised water-only fasting. And in 1984, he founded and became director of True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California. And since then, he has supervised the fasting and care of more than 20,000 patients. And it's the largest facility in the world specializing in medically supervised water-only fasting. And one of the premier training facilities for doctors to gain certification in the supervision of therapeutic fasting. Dr. Goldhammer is also the author of The Health Promoting Cookbook and co-author of The Pleasure Trap, Mastering the Hidden Forces That Undermines Health and Happiness. And our conversation was so powerful in part one that we had to split it up in two episodes. So if you haven't listened to episode one yet of this, you can find it at lewishouse.com slash 1024, or just click the previous episode after this one on your podcast app. And in this second episode, we discuss the foods you should never eat ever again, why you should make younger friends before you get into old age, the five foods that Dr. Goldhammer would eat for the rest of his life if he had to choose them, how too much medication can be detrimental to your health, and so much more. Again, if you're enjoying this at any moment, make sure to share this with a friend that you think would be inspired and keep spreading the message of greatness to more people, to your friends on social media as well. And if this is your first time here, click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify right now so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest on the School of Greatness podcast. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Dr. Alan Goldhammer. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. After someone comes off the fast, what are the five foods you would recommend they never eat again? Well, number one on my list would be dairy products. I think of all the animal products, dairy products... Uh, particularly cheese. <laughs> Probably number one is cheese. It's like coagulated cow pus. You know, they allow 750,000 pus cells per cc. Might as well find a festering wound, stick a straw in it, and suck. Oh, man. It's also full of salt, because if you take the salt out of cheese... That's why it's, it tastes so good, though. Without the salt, you wouldn't think so. 
So, uh -huh. uh, so now you've got the benefit of an animal food, which is biological concentration of all the toxins. They, they give the cows hormones in order to make them make more milk, make more productive, which passes yeah. on. Isn't it interesting you have little girls now that are menstruating at nine and 10 years old as they reach well, sexual hormones. maturity much earlier. The same hormones that make the cows uh, make more milk also affect humans, and particularly you see it. Uh, well, I'm like a foot taller than everyone in my family, but I used to only drink milk all day long. The milk, milk proteins, milk. milk proteins also highly anagenic when it comes to type one diabetes in children. Uh, it's known that in genetically vulnerable kids, exposure to the, those proteins can stimulate the immune system to attack the islets of Langerhans in the pancreas and may be part of the mechanism in, in juvenile onset diabetes. We know that people that have eczema and psoriasis and autoimmune diseases find that those proteins can aggravate their condition. We know that um, cheese, when you think about, talk about saturated fat, calories, and salt all in one, you know, package may, may not be the ideal. Cheese food. is the worst food, you're saying. I wrote an article that says, the title of it's Nobody Needs Milk. And you can find that on our website. It has okay. about six and a half million downloads. So I don't Nobody think we're getting milk. any funding from the American Nobody, Dairy Council. Yeah, right. yeah. Nobody needs Nobody milk. Nobody needs milk. I would argue milk's probably number one as far as the foods that cause the most problem. And, and where you see the biggest change is the quickest just by stopping them. Animal foods in general have biological concentration issues where animals accumulate materials day after day after week after month so that when you eat it, you get its entire lifetime accumulation of materials. Mm. If you look at just toxins, uh, the PCB toxin, pesticides, heavy metals, etc. If you look at a calorie of animal food compared to a calorie of plant foods, you could have two to a thousand times the concentration in animal foods compared to plant foods just because of biological concentration. Right. So animal foods in general, dairy products in particular, then I think number three on my list. So of cheese, then milk. Is that what you're saying? Or is it cheese and milk in one? Or is it just dairy as number one? Is it worth to drown or burn to death? Which are we? <laughs> so yeah, I would say cheese just because cheese it's hyper concentrated one. too. It's number a highly processed. Is is milk? Any of these milk products? Okay. Dairy products. And then three was animal products in general. So meat, fish, okay. fowl, eggs, all of it. Really? Well, any animal food has biological concentration is a concern. So we're advocating a whole plant food diet. So fruits and vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Okay. Um, I would argue that uh, next would be your refined carbohydrates. So your sugars, um, uh, your uh, concentrated sweeteners, uh, refined flour products, because these are so helpful at getting people fat and, and helping them develop the disease of dietary excess. Mm -hmm. um, okay, refined carbs. Uh, then it would be oil. Including olive oil. Really? Yeah. All fractionated, highly processed fats in the form of oil. I hear the cases of olive oil are helping with like longevity and all these other things. Well, if what, the, what you're seeing is some people arguing that oil, if it displaces something even more toxic, maybe higher up on our list, maybe less detrimental. I don't think that makes it healthy, in my opinion. Got it. And then the last thing would be so added... So all, all oils. All oils. Not all fats. Of course, you're getting fat from whole foods. So you're eating your nuts, your seeds, your avocado, your whole foods, whole foods. which contain all the essential fats you need. Got it. But not the, but not the fractionated byproducts of whole foods. Coconut like oils. oils, olive oils, avocado, avocado oils, all those you think people should eliminate. Absolutely. And okay. then we also get rid of the added salt. Now, sodium is an essential nutrient without which you would die, but you added get salt. all of the salt you need from your whole plant food diet. What are the saltiest well, Plants, some foods are very foods. rich in salts, like your your Swiss chard and your tomatoes, and your you know that have a naturally have a lot of salt. But the fact is, all vegetables and fruit have some level okay. of sodium, and the amount of sodium you need is actually somewhat less than what people are eating on average. We get too much salt, which contributes to high blood pressure. It contributes to edema. And think about this: salt actually has a preservative effect on bacteria. This is why you salt meat to try mm. to keep the bacteria down. When you eat a very high salt diet, it can also potentially affect the microbiome that lives in your gut as well. So people on high salt diets may have different microbiome than people that eat a lower sodium intake in the diet. Now this is where we get some of the most uh, uh, aggressive criticism, uh, particularly from um, uh, modern advocates on a lot of the podcasts. Is they, they understand, okay, oil, maybe there's a problem with too much oil. And okay, sugar, pretty much there's a consensus now, sugar may not be good. But salt... Oh no, we can't say it because they like their salt. It's pink. It's 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 right. blessed by the guru. It's special salt. It, they say, well, isn't the special salt better than the other salt? Well, like sure, because it's contaminated with other minerals, so it's not as much sodium per volume. Uh, it's like saying, isn't honey better than sugar? Honey's twice as sweet per unit of as sugar, so you use half as much of it. So right. it's therefore half as bad. You know, right, right. Okay. 
Um, what Basically, about here's, here's how you can do it. Here's, here's a simple tool. If you want to look at something and think, should I eat it or should I not eat it? Is it good for me or not? I have a simple way. You just get really quiet and go inside yourself. Close your eyes and think, do I really, 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 really want whatever it is? And if the answer is truly yes, you know. You can't have it. You get nothing. Because you really, really, really want it because it's activating the pleasure trap. It's stimulating. It doesn't mean you won't like your food. Desire, everything. Nobody wakes up and says, I think I'll have a carrot. What? We're out of carrots. Call up the grocer. I don't care. Wake him up. It can't wait till morning. Okay. We're like, oh, I'm craving the pizza. I'm craving the ice cream. I'm craving the cheese, the milkshake, whatever it is. Doesn't mean you don't like eating. Believe me, people that eat a whole plant food diet, they like to eat. They look forward to eating. They enjoy their food. It's just like if you're used to very loud rock and roll and you go and start maybe listening to classical music, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy your music anymore, but you're just not going to lose your hearing participating in it. Okay? So, but there is an adjustment, you know, and there's an adjustment to the diet, which is why I like fasting. Mm-hmm. Because after fasting, good foods taste good. They taste good. People that think it's tasteless, disgusting swill that couldn't no. choke down the disgusting, they, now they eat it, it's like, oh, this tastes pretty good. Yeah, it does. Because the palate changes. Yeah. We actually did a study. We actually did a taste adaptation study. It's actually going to be coming out this year. It, we were able to detect minimum threshold to have salt and sugar and show changes after fasting and also a change in the hedonic likingness of salty, sugary, and salty, fatty foods. The palate actually changes in people after fasting to where the stuff they used to think they really like, maybe now it doesn't have so much appeal. Mm. And the foods that maybe they weren't that interested in now have a stronger appeal because there's actually a change in the palate. Crazy. And what about the five best foods? If you could only eat five foods for the rest of your life, to live okay. an optimal, healthy, you know, give your body what it needs, feel good at the same time in a positive way. What would be those five fruits? Well, I would say that on the fruit side, I particularly like watermelon. One of the reasons is it tends to be picked ripe, so it tends to be well tolerated by people. Um, it's a high mineral content fruit. Uh, it uh, we use it a lot to terminate fasting. Um, it, it's very rarely is are people allergenically uh, inclined towards watermelon. Mm-hmm. That's readily available almost all year long. Mm-hmm. So I'd say watermelon and then berries. So any of the berries, but particularly blueberries and raspberries and blackberries, very nutritious. They have a little bit lower glycemic uh, index than maybe some of the other hybridized, high-sugar fruits that we commonly eat. Um, on the, uh, on the uh, vegetable side, there are some vegetables that are super nutritious, uh, like broccoli, mm-hmm. uh, like kale and chard, you know, your greens, the whole class of steamed greens. High, uh, you know, two cups of steamed broccoli has as much calcium as a cup of milk. Really? Yeah, without all the, you know, health compromising components sure, and sure, without sure. any pus. Yeah, well, don't put butter on it yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Don't put well, you don't need it though. Steamed broccoli is, yeah, is, good. is really good. Don't put any salt on it either? Um, you don't need to add any salt. There's enough sodium to meet your needs. <laughs> it tastes better with the salt. Well, of course, it tastes better because tasting better means more dopamine is produced. So you eat, right. you salt it up, and your brain goes, oh, yeah, that's more. good. And then you're going to, exactly. You're over uni. So then I would say, uh, we, let's pick some starchy vegetables like uh, kombucha squash is certainly one of my favorites, or Hubbard or butternut, some of the squashes. Again, these are low caloric density, uh, but easily processed, readily available, mm-hmm. organic, all year round, uh, very affordable. Yeah. And uh, can be tolerated by most people, even people that maybe can't take grains or beans or other things, they might be sensitive to lectins or they have problems. Almost everybody can handle starches. Think about what you can feed infants. Most of them can wow. tolerate these fruits or melons. They can feed avocado as, as a rich, a fat-rich food might be mm-hmm. on that list. Mm-hmm. Again, you can overdo anything. But, um, you know, uh, and then uh, maybe something like walnuts, mm-hmm. uh, flax seeds that are really high omega-3 fatty acid foods. And I think out of that diet... Uh, you could uh, get all of the calories, vitamins, protein, nutrients you need, but except B12. You'd still need to supplement B12 because B12 is only found from bacteria. So if you're eating animal foods, of course, you're getting lots of bacterial contamination. Lots of feces mixed in there. You're no getting problem. B12 in that. But yeah, but if you're eating plant-based foods and you're washing and peeling because you don't want worms and parasites, you can eventually deplete B12 stores. It might take you years, but eventually you can. So we recommend that vegans supplement a thousand micrograms of methyl balmine a day. So a really? small amount of B12 supplement. That's the only supplement that we recommend routinely using. The other one that commonly comes up if people don't get outside and they're not getting their exercise um, is vitamin D. Sometimes yeah. D can be an issue. Best way to get it is the sun. 
But if you can't get out in the sun enough or you live really far north or whatnot, then that may be another one supplementation may be necessary. Wow. What about protein powders? I don't recommend hyper-processed food of any kind, including protein powders. You know, you know getting enough protein, protein is not the problem. It's getting too much protein that causes the kidney disease really? the, and the heart disease. So especially too much animal protein. So even for vegans that are not eating animal proteins, we still be, want to respect these very concentrated protein foods in the sense that you do need protein, essential nutrients, 60, 70 grams a day, depending on your caloric intake. And if you ate nothing but brown rice and broccoli, you'd get the quantity and quality of protein you need if you got your calories sufficiently provided by your brown rice and your broccoli. You'd get about 80 grams of calories of protein on, on 2,000 calories of brown rice and broccoli. So really? I don't think we have to worry about getting too much. The question is always avoiding excess protein intake. Now... People say, but if I increase my animal food intake, won't I gain muscle faster? And the answer is yes, you probably will. One, higher caloric load because of the fat. Two, more anabolic steroids because of the animal protein that you're eating as, uh -huh. and it's carrying across. Uh, and so just because you get bigger faster doesn't necessarily mean you're getting healthier as a consequence. Uh -huh. so, so I think you can get where you need to go athletically without necessarily having to use animal foods. I, have, I, I know some people that have been on animal only like meat only diets because they've said that there have been many complications from fruits and and vegetables and they were very sick on nice. more of a plant-based diet i don't know if this is extreme cases of individuals or what that is uh, have you seen this where people are only functioning on meat-based diets only and not Vegetables and fruits? Or well, what, I see what is people that? that have had problems eating anything because their microbiome is so screwed up that the only thing that they seem to not get distressed was is animal food. But eating an animal food-only diet is not, in my opinion, a long-term sustainable health-promoting approach. So it might be so for a period of time. For a short period of time, people can do just about anything. They can right. go on a standard American diet for sometimes years before right. it kills them. Right. Okay. So, you know, if people can eat that, right. you know. <laughs> you can live 70, 80 years on that. So, yeah. but the, what I find uh, is more common is that you have to correct the microbial imbalance. How do you do that? We do that with fasting. So we'll do fasting and then we'll follow it with a rotational uh, whole plant food diet. We may not be able to use grains and beans and some of the more highly processed foods, but we can usually find foods that people can digest that they can get uh, mm. uh, uh, recover their health on. I've never, since we don't use animal foods at all at True North Health and we've managed to treat tens of thousands of patients, I guess it would be pretty rare. Or maybe those people wouldn't come to us, but you know, that's not been a problem that we've run into. Interesting. How much waste in poundage is inside the body, like of just food waste? Well, think about this. At a time. If you take the body and you divide it into two stacks, human cells, and non-human cells, uh -huh. okay, protozoa, bacteria, there's actually more non-human cells right. than human cells. Yeah. So your alien relationship alien with cells. all those yeah, yeah. related components yes. is really important. Right. And your diet largely determines how they function and what that balance is. But how much, I guess, how much So I guess it would depend on who, who you're talking about. Interesting. Uh, but if you, if you think about uh, the typical transit time and what total food is, there can be several pounds of material really? that accumulate that are passing through the body. But most of the materials that I'm concerned about is inside the cells. Mm, yes. And that is mobilized that. The fat cells. into the blood, is processed by the kidneys, and is eliminated in the urine. Interesting. And that's why it's necessary to maintain adequate hydration and fasting so that you have a solute, which is also why dry fasting could potentially be much more dangerous. What is dry fasting? Dry fasting is where you fast but no water. No water, no food. No water. Some people advocate. In fact, one of the gentlemen that used to advocate that passed away from it recently. But anyway, so people, they'll go up to a week or more. And the thing is, it can be fatal because you can shut the kidneys down and get dehydrated. We don't advocate dry fasting. Right. We believe it's important that there be a solute available in the form of water so that there's something for the body to put the material in that it's trying to get rid of and a right. pathway right. for it to eliminate. Yeah. So dry fasting is now is advocated online if you look online and people are utilizing it. But as I said, some people have suffered the consequences already from following that advice. Oh, man. And when you start a water fast, how long does it take until you stop going to the bathroom, number two? Well, it would depend on 
what you've eaten before the fast, your autonomic nervous system that controls your movements. But most people How after- How many bowel movements usually after you stop eating? Usually once, once those initial bowel activity after 48, 72 hours stops, you may not see something maybe till day 20. If enough material can accumulate, you might have another little movement. Really? And then bowel movements start again after a few days once you get function back. So there can be bowel activity even deep into a fast, depending on what's being sloughed off. Just because the toxins are finally coming out, huh? Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of materials that take various times to pass. That's but if crazy. you have people that eat well before the fast and have a bowel movement before fasting, often there won't be bowel activity till recovery time. And what about your thoughts on, um, now that I'm thinking about this, what is it called where it's uh, the water, you shoot the water up? The enema. Yes, yeah, the we water don't enema. Advocate what it, turning yourself into a ball, bowel <laughs> laundry. Now, what, what is that? What are the the positives and negatives well, of the, that before a fast to kind of like get the stuff out? Yeah, the positives are that if you have some collected material and you flush those out, they don't turn into a brick over the time ah, that they might okay. be sitting around there in fasting. The the way to solve that though is just eat properly before the fast, which is what we do. And then when you the residual material would just be some vegetable cellulose. You're not going to have okay. you know big chunks of dead decaying flesh turning into bricks. Got it. And so the 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 disadvantage of doing too much with enemas is that you can debilitate the colon, and then the bowels become sluggish because you're overstimulating the autonomic nervous system. So we don't advocate routine use of of that therapy, although. You know, there are circumstances where a post-fasting colonic might be necessary because you have somebody that has neurological problems with their colon or whatever. Got but it, got it. mostly the idea of flushing yourself out is a misnomer because the toxins aren't in your stool. The where toxins are, are in your blood and they show up in your urine. The stool, there's a tunnel that goes from your mouth down to the throat and there's a hole at the end called the anus. So yeah. digestion is shoving stuff in one hole and then pushing it out the other. <laughs> right. It's not unless it gets absorbed into the body through the intestinal mucosa that it gets in the body. Mm. You swallow something, it's not in your body. Mm. It's in a tunnel going through your body. But if there's it, things it, that are coming out into the cells. If it absorbs into the cells, it has to be very small to get through the intestinal mucosa unless you have gut leakage, which comes from free radicals, which comes from eating oils, really? or cheese, or smoking, or leaky drinking gut, alcohol. Leaky gut comes from that. That's what causes the inflammation that causes the leakage, oh, or the widening of those cells that allows proteins to be absorbed that the immune system reacts to, and then your immune system reacts to your own cells. So if you don't have the free radicals, the smoking, the drinking, the cheese, the oil, you tend not to get gut leakage. Wow. And so a person like yourself that maybe doesn't drink and smoke, doesn't have much gut leakage, may eat the thing and not notice much of a problem. Give that to a person with a, 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 per, a permeable membrane. Oh my gosh, a single meal is enough to flare up their autoimmune condition. Wow. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game. 
or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is fascinating stuff. What is the the science that you've seen over the last 38 years, what's the newer science you've seen in research that really excites you mm. of what's possible with fasting moving forward? Well, in the past, the research was really more anecdotal. It was clinical research where patients with sicknesses got well. Right. And we saw that and it was exciting, but we couldn't explain why they got well. But now, particularly people like T. Colin Campbell from Cornell University, author of Whole and the China study, mm -hmm. have done some massive epidemiological studying showing general dietary trends. He has a new book um, that's out, The Future of Nutrition, which is really a brilliant book. And uh, Dr. Campbell is really one of my heroes because he's really um, swam against the, the tide, so to speak. And then most recently, Walter Longo from USC. He's a really brilliant scientist who's done a great job uh, in supporting particularly intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and doing research looking both at animal and human studies kind of what's going on in the body and what's changing in the body. And so that research has been really exciting. And I've talked to Dr. Longo and we're hoping to do some collaborative studies comparing mm -hmm. the intermittent and the long-term fasting. And he's just been a, a wonderful guy. And he has colleagues like Matson and others that have done just fabulous research. We did a project with Luigi Fontana from Washington University, and that hasn't been published yet, but we've been looking at gut, gut microbiome changes mm -hmm. in work that we did with him. And uh, the director of research at the True North Health Center is Tasha Myers, who's uh, originally from Columbia University doing kind of uh, basic science research who really got excited about human subjects research, and she's come in and, and brought in other researchers that we have at True North. And so we're really excited about the stuff that we, we've done, that we're doing. We've got a couple papers in the pipeline right now. Wow. We're doing a, uh, next year we'll be doing a phase three clinical trial with one of our, our colleagues at the Mayo Clinic, looking at uh, not just the treatment of high blood pressure, but long-term follow-up in the biomarkers that change. Mm. And so this study we're just completing, it was the first one we've had formalized follow-up data. Okay. Showing that people can not only get well in a contained setting, but you can get them free living and they can sustain those results and continue to make progress. That's exciting. Because we were criticized early on. They said, well, it won't work. And they said, well, it works, but it'll only work as long as you have them in a controlled setting. And now they're going to have to explain how is it these people can be free Five, living. Five, ten years later, exactly. yeah. What? I'm seeing patients now in my practice that are 35 years later. Wow. So I'm seeing people now that are in their 80s that I treated in their 50s. Wow. And, you know, in fact, um, one of the, uh, one of my patients, when she was 92, this is my mother, uh, turned 92, she realized she had outlived all uh, 52 of her lifelong friends. So everybody she'd known and grown up with, every one of her friends was dead. And she was socially pretty isolated at this point. And she said, Alan... You need to warn your patients. Right. If they do this diet, make younger friends. Right. <laughs> and she said, much younger, not just a little younger, because even by the time they were in their 80s, most of her friends weren't you know, functional Crazy. anymore. 20 so, years, 30 years younger. So if you're going to do this, you have to be prepared for the fact that you know the people that you know that aren't doing it are wow. going to pay the price. And that's where you see the big differences in the last 20 years of life, because instead of finding yourself unable to talk or move along in that nursing home bed, you can still be functional and vital. You know, wow. I, Dr. Lyle and I see it. We're in our 60s now playing basketball with people in their 40s. They're already starting to show aging outside. Really? Even when you're running 40s. around, you're feeling well, good. Well, especially in basketball, you can really see it. You know, it starts to show up earlier. They're winded. Yeah. Well, they show in terms of uh, capacity to recover. You know, mm -hmm. you think about what, what happens to a guy in his mid-30s in the NBA. He's considered like an old guy. Well, wait a second. Now, you could be in your 30s and still have the skill set, maybe even still have the quickness. But what you don't have is the rapidity of recovery. 
So the guys that are playing late into their careers, it's because they're able to recover from injuries. How are they doing that? And that's because usually they live a healthier diet and lifestyle. If you look at Game Changers and other movies, they're yes. looking at some of these competitive athletes. Many of these people that are adopting plant-based sets, they may not be the biggest, but they tend to be able to do uh, sustain the longest duration mm -hmm. because they're able to recover. And yeah. I think that's the big difference with aging is people's recovery rates tends to slow. And particularly in a, in a professional sporting environment where you have, you know, 82 games a season like in the NBA, or now I guess it's 70-something. Yeah. You know, that's a really challenging burden is to recover from the inevitable injuries that occur from playing at that level. And I think that if people adopt plant-based diets, not only do they have higher endurance potential, but they have better recovery yeah. potential. And they can be sustainable for much longer. And it's even more relevant for the weekend warrior that's not necessarily a professional athlete, but that, you know, just wants to be able to continue to function in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and hopefully 70s. Wow. What's the cost for someone to go to your clinic for a week? Well, we're a 501c3 nonprofit research facility, so our costs are much lower than most places. It's really? $159 a night for a private room share wow. bath. It includes everything we do. So <laughs> feeding, fasting, twice With daily all visits. Of, all the, the water you want. <laughs> all the water. Well, also, they're going through refeeding and all the things that sure, we sure, do. Sure. So we have a, a much more affordable uh, model wow. because we don't have the pressures that other people do generate return and stockholders, and we don't advertise. And How are you guys making money to... to we have, a, we have staff that work really hard. We're really productive and efficient. We're booked fully several months in advance. And we have you know, low cost per patient uh, overhead. So we've mm -hmm. designed it so that we can keep it affordable. Wow. Do you have people uh, funding or donations? or we, we do have that fund our research side. We absolutely have some very generous people. A lot of people, like for example, we're one of the charities on Amazon mm. through Amazon Smile. Wow, so if they great. pick us... They don't donate a half a percent. We have people like Mama Says and Leafside and Well Your World where they offer SOS-free versions of their food and they'll make a donation to the foundation for people that identify us as a source of mm -hmm. their uh, thing. We have um, all of the people that stay at True North Health, any proceeds from the operation of True North Health Clinic go to the True North Health Foundation. Mm. And so the foundation is largely funded by the fact that we run a really efficient operation. Right. And there's a small margin that helps fund the research. Wow. And then some patients have been very generous in supporting our research directly. Where do you see your life being right now if you weren't into fasting? Where would you be? Well, when I was 16, I met Dr. Gerald Benish, and he told me that his job doing this kind of work, he had the best job in the whole world because the patients did all the work, the body did all the healing, and all he had to do was take credit for the good right. result. <laughs> right, right. And I thought then that's the that's job great. for me. Yeah. And the reason we're focused on this research is because that's the way to compellingly convince people that health really does result from healthful living. Mm. And we want to learn how to do it better, how to do it more effectively. Um, I, I, have, I live in the best place in the world. I have the best job in the whole world. We live in Santa Rosa because we thought that would be the best place to live. We're doing the work that we're doing right now because we thought that would be the most fun, the mm -hmm. most challenging. Um, I can't really think of anything I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing right now. Where do you think you would be in your body if you weren't practicing what you're preaching? Well, I think I'd be just like everybody else, overweight, developing really? diseases of dietary excess, probably be working on my first heart attack or first, really? you know, other thing, just like everybody else. You know, I don't think there's anything special about me except that I got started earlier. Mm -hmm. And so I never developed the bad habits, so it's been easier. And also, I live at the True North Health Center, where it's really easy to eat healthy every day. We have about 20 of our staff that live at the True North Health Center really? or in our adjacent apartment building. And I notice they maintain a high degree of health. They don't have sick time. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better for an employer. I've got 70 employees than having people that aren't sick and debilitated and missing work and, right. and not functioning at their full potential. And, and making healthy food available to our employees allowing them to, to fast as part of their benefit package. Guess what? We have people that have been with us 30 years wow. or more working every day. I can show you 30 years history where they've not been out as a consequence of illness because they're staying healthy. Is, is Prevention's everyone, a lot yeah. better than treatment. It is. Is everyone there plant-based who works well, there? All, the only food that we offer is plant-based, so those that live there have no choice. Unless that's they go the food off that's available. And, yeah, yeah. They might you know, have some fish every now and then or something. Who knows? They're sneaking <laughs> off and hiding. People that are living and eating at the center, that's what their they choices are. Yeah, yeah. So whatever they do in their personal life is their personal life. So every, so every day you have people coming in and also weaning off or eating food as well? Or is it they come in for 
set time and then it's like feeding time. Well, most patients come in and, and feed down into the fasting state. Oh, Some people, it. if they've done a really good job before they get there, can get to work pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And everybody goes through a refeeding period of half the length of the fast, but many people are never fasting. They're coming for feeding or therapy or other things too. So mm -hmm. we've had 20,000 people undergo fasting. We might've had almost twice that many patients come through the clinic. Wow. So we've had, we see, you know, 1,200 new admissions a year. So we're processing a lot of people. We have a dozen clinicians. You know, one of the things that we have since the pandemic that's been really interesting is we developed a telemedicine practice. So we took our doctors, our attendings, and we made them available online so that people can go through Zoom and call in and ask their questions and have a doctor at their disposal affordably that's not an idiot, mm. that's used to people getting well, that can give them a second opinion. Yeah. That thing has really taken off. And of course, I like it because the proceeds from that all go to the True North Health Foundation, Amazing. so it fund our research. But now we're able to service the whole world. So a lot of our particularly foreign patients that we're already working with are able to access us efficiently through mm. our, they just go to our website and they click on the, on the phone coaching service. And so now we can service people with this kind of advice remotely without them even having to come to the center. Because a lot of times it's just, they just need good advice. Right. They just How much is a call with someone on your, on your team? It's $95 for a 20-minute consult. So, and it's all electronic, so they go online, they fill out their registration forms online, we have all their health history information, they email us their lab, it all can be reviewed, and then we can work with their local doctor if they need something. We can refer them to a place that may be closer. Because, you know, True North is in California is great, but not everybody lives in California. Yeah. There are people that live in all the other states. Of course. And we have doctors that we've trained through our residency training program. We have doctors that come and train with us as, like from Texas A&M or from uh, the naturopaths or the chiropractors will come and, and train uh, a part of our residency program and then they go into practice sure, sure. and we can refer to them, people sure. that maybe need a local doctor. Right. And uh, the website is where? Where they can do this? Um, we have two websites. It's healthpromoting.com, mm -hmm. which is our main website. Healthpromoting.com. Healthpromoting.com is a simple way to get there. Okay. We also have a site for the foundation. It's called fasting.org. Mm. And fasting.org is just a fasting compendium website of the research on fasting. Ours and other people's readily available. And it's new. So that's a newly launched site, right. particularly for people interested in fasting. For people interested in our uh, content, our articles, our Roku channel, our, our, our True North TV, all that, mm -hmm. freely available. Everything's easy to get to. You just go to healthpromoting.com and it's all right there. I love this. You've got a book also that we you wrote. We do. Wrote. This is about 15 years ago you did this. You did. ahead of the time. We the were way ahead of the curve on the pleasure trap. Called the pleasure trap, mastering the hidden force that undermines health and happiness. And what is that hidden force? That hidden force is the artificial stimulation of dopamine that comes from, in the case of diet, highly processed foods. And so it's the sugar, oil, and salt that makes people fat, sick, and miserable. And we talk about why it's difficult to make changes. This is a really disturbing book because it doesn't tell you what you want to hear. It tells you what mm. you need to know to get, to get and stay healthy. It tells you why it's hard to make changes and why people are so resistant to it. But it gives you a clear strategy to do so successfully, including the use of fasting. And you have uh, one of the, the keywords on the cover. You have medications, drugs, alcohol, tobacco, but at the top of the list is sex. Is sex a bad thing? Sex is a good thing. It's necessary for our species to survive. If it wasn't for the ability to engage in sexual reproduction, our species wouldn't have made it. Uh -huh. And it's food and sex that are the natural, normal stimulants of dopamine. Okay, so that's, and it's only food and sex that naturally cause those powerful stimulation. But the problem is we figured out a way to fool that mm. with drugs, with highly processed foods. So we stimulate dopamine just like you naturally get from sex with things like drugs. For example, if you smoke cocaine, you get 10 times as much dopamine released as if you have an orgasm during no sex. No way. 10 times as much dopamine is secreted. People say, well, I gotta what? get on cocaine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it's an artificial stimulation right. and it can lead to addiction. And so the problem is, yes, very powerful, very addictive. The normal stimulation of dopamine, good. The artificial stimulation of dopamine is the pleasure trap. What is the artificial, if you're getting 10 times the amount of what you're supposed to get, what does that do to the body? Well, what it does or is the it, brain. It's, it's like the hallmark of addiction is you'll continue to do something, not just to feel good, but when you stop doing it, you feel really bad. The hallmark of withdrawal. Like you said, withdrawal. anytime there's a stimulus, there's a exactly. depression. We talk a lot about this. There's actually a chart in the book that explains this hypernormal stimulation, whether, whether it's from... 
um, drug behavior or a drug-like behavior, mm. which comes from the chemicals added to food. Sugar, salt. Now, these concepts that we talked about when we wrote this book are now becoming much more acceptable, and you're finding other books that are coming out there talking about, you know, the drug-like effects of sugar and, and that. And so I feel really gratified that these ideas that were expressed so clearly by Dr. Mm. Lyle, the principal author of this book, mm -hmm. are now being reflected uh, more in the mainstream. And, I, and I, you know, we went back through this. Uh, recently, Chef AJ did a professional um, audio version of it. And it's great. Mm. And so for people that don't like to read, they can listen to it. Yes. And I listened to it. And I actually got more out of the same book listening to it because you process information differently. And one of the things that I really got was that this content was really sharply right on, even though it was written, as you mentioned, some years ago. And what's interesting is the sales of The Pleasure Trap now are actually better now than they were back then because now communication is a lot broader. Right. And so what I used to talk to public lectures to 100 people or 500 people, now these podcasts we're doing, like I, I did that show with Rich Roll, and I think there's almost 2 million people that have listened to it. That's crazy. So that would have been 500 years of talking. All right. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So now this, this invention of the podcast, which I think is relatively mm -hmm. recent, yeah. uh, has changed the way people like me that have really radical concepts can right. communicate with much broader audiences. It's beautiful. I love I love our show and our ability yeah. to, to spread these messages. You also have a, a pleasure trap test that people can take a number of questions and assess to see how healthy of a lifestyle they have or how duped they are by pleasures of food and all these different well, things. Well, it gives them a, a sense of how hard they're going to have to work. You know, if you were like you, you're going to score quite high because mm -hmm. you never... Uh, got exposed to the drugs and the other things. Yes. And those things weigh quite heavily. Right. And the reason they weigh heavily is because they have a major effect on people. And so people that didn't do that can get away with a whole lot of other things without it necessarily showing up. So you had... You can have some a, of the cheese and the oils. <laughs> it and it may okay. not catch yeah, up yeah. as much. But also remember, a lot of it depends on genetics. How long you're going to live is largely determined by genetics and luck. Mm. You know, you were lucky to have good genes. You're lucky to have been exposed right. to an Adventist background that maybe minimized your exposure to some of the, the right. evil influences. Sure. Um, but how well you're going to live is going to determine by what you put in your mouth and how you live your life. And so what we have to focus on is whatever genes you have and whatever use and abuse has occurred, from here on out, you have to take responsibility to control your diet and lifestyle. And if you want to have a good chance of having a good life and a good death, now's the time to get focused. And that's what we're trying to share with people, is what can you do to have not just a good life, but to also make the last part of your life an even richer part than the first part. Yeah, I, I've heard too many stories and I've seen it. Uh, I'm starting to see it more with people that I know and family members who are extended family members who are struggling and who are unhealthy and there's not really a return point. There's not really a way to go back to healthy. Maybe there is, but they're not making the choices and the actions necessary in order to start helping themselves. And it's almost a, sometimes where it's too late, right? Can you ever reverse something if it's well, too late? In my practice, it's amazing how forgiving the body is. Really? I see people... I remember when I was in Australia, I was going to osteopathic college and I was studying with Dr. Burton at his, what was called the Arcadia Health Center. He did a lot of fasting. And I would see people coming in thinking, no way. <laughs> you know? I thought, if this one comes good, like, I'll really I believe it. I'll believe it. I said like, it like chronic 200 pain, times. Like chronic, like can't walk, they're like stiff, they're obese, all these things. You see the tumors drop off, really? the energy come back, the, the cognitive. I'll give you an example. We published a paper recently on a gentleman who was in his 80s that they thought was uh, going through cognitive decline uh, and dementia, you know, like who also had Alzheimer's atrial fibrillation, dementia. hypertension, diabetes, and all we did was unwind his medications, clean up his diet, and he woke up because it turned out he didn't have dementia. He had polypharmacy. He what was is that? Uh, uh, excess drugs causing cognitive decline. Causing him to be slower and memory and loss. They, it and... looked like Alzheimer's, but it was actually, wow. uh, and as soon as the medications cleared his system, he was like, oh, woke back up, Sharp. Got up, normalized his, his atrial fibrillation, he got off his meds, he normalized his blood pressure. Interesting, one of the reviewers in the case report that we submitted to the medical journal said, wow, what an amazing result, but what made you guys think it was the drugs? Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. just getting people off their medications appropriately right. can sometimes make a huge difference because it turns out some people are on too much medication. Some people are on the wrong medications, and almost everybody's on medications as a consequence of poor dietary choices. 
So if you're willing to correct the dietary choices, the need for medications can be mitigated. What does medication do to the brain and the body when you take one medication? It depends on the what medication. Is, what it, if you look any medication, just go look up the side effects, the three pages in, uh, in, in the text, or listen to any ad on the television. Right. About the whole ad is about the side effects well, in a loving, beautiful way with those soft music. Side effects, those are effects. They're just effects you don't like. Right. Those are that what medications do to the body. Sometimes they do it in a more powerful way that you don't find convenient, so we call them side effects. But they're all physiological effects of medications. You think most people, um, what's your percentage of people that you think could get off medication if they lived a healthier uh, lifestyle with fasting and, and proper nutrition? Well, if we talk about the people that we treat, the people with high blood pressure, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, All lymphoma, most of those people are going to be able to achieve levels without the use of medication. But even those people that might require some pharmaceutical medications will function better on a healthy diet and lifestyle. A lot of the side effects from the medications are complicated by the poor diet and lifestyle choices people are making. Right. And yet, if you go onto the websites of some of the medical societies, they'll tell you, we, we can't uh, cure high blood pressure because we don't know what causes it. So just take the drugs and don't ask too many questions. So, you know, it's not really true. Drugs cause chronic cough, fatigue, impotence, and death. That's why they don't give everybody blood pressure medication. 60% of people have high blood pressure by the time they reach retirement age. Why don't they just put it in the public water stream for that? Because the negative effects of the medication outweigh the positive effects for everybody except those with the highest levels of hypertension. Mm. So don't underestimate the negative effects that medications, including commonly used over-the-counter medications, can have on people. Right, right. Any medication. This has been fascinating. I want to make sure people get your book, The Pleasure Trap, Mastering the Hidden Force That Undermines Health and Happiness. I want to make sure they check out your website. Uh, health, is it health promoting or healthy promoting? Health promoting. Healthpromoting.com and also fasting.org if you want to learn more about fasting. Check out True North. Uh, are you getting more on social media now yourself? Or? Well, what I've done is gone on people like yourself that have been <laughs> kind enough to ask me to come on and share my radical message. Yes. I really don't know too much about the nuances social of media. social media, but uh, you know, I'm confident that the people that, like you that know what they're doing are getting the message out. There you go. Uh, well, healthpromoting.com to learn more, schedule a call, check out the center. I might, have to, I might send my mom over to your place. And send her there for a week or two. I think you should come experience a short huh. fast and go like, through that process yourself. Like and what, I think three days, maybe. Hey, well, let's let's take it a day mm. at a time and see how you hold huh. up. Okay, might be very entertaining for your viewers. I know. Maybe I could do three days because then I have to do what a day and a half of feeding, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> three to five days, maybe I could do that. Um, could be interesting. I'd be down. I'd be down to test it out. So if you're if you're well if you're bringing me in, I'm, I'm down to check it out. Um, this is a question I ask everyone at the end called the three truths. So I'd like you to imagine you live as long as you want to live, but it's eventually your last day. And you've accomplished all of your wildest dreams. You've lived your life the way you want to live it. You have the relationships and you're helping people. You're educating. You're, everything you want to do, you do it. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your messages with you to the next place, wherever you're going next. And no one has access to your book, this interview, content, your information anymore. But you get to leave behind three lessons that you would share with the world. This is all we would have to remember your information by. What would you say are those three truths for you? So health is the result of healthful living. Healthful living involves diet, sleep, and exercise. And fasting can be very helpful at undoing the consequences of dietary excess. There you go. Say it one more time. The first one, health is the... That health is the result yes. of healthful living. Yes. That healthful living involves a healthy diet, sleep, and exercise. And that fasting can help undo the consequences of dietary excess. I love it. I want to acknowledge you, uh, Dr. Alan Goldhammer, for, for being radical and taking chances to see these transformations in people that really have nowhere else to go. And for doing it for 38 years now, and now showing up and sharing your message online and putting it out there more. I hope you do more content like this. Um, I think more people need to be willing to try things, even if it's a two-day, a three-day, or even just 16 hours, to see the results they get by trying a little bit and then pushing the boundaries for their own health and happiness. So I acknowledge you for showing up for four decades doing this, for being the example, for leading the way, 
for getting now research that backs these things so people are more educated and can see case studies and results, peer-reviewed results, things like that. So I acknowledge you for constantly showing up and being a healing force to the, for the world. Thank it's, you. It's inspiring. Uh, my final question is, what's your definition of greatness? Mm. Where people are doing uh, what they want to do and in the way they want to do it. There you go. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you did, make sure to share this with a friend and check out part one as well if you haven't already, lewishouse.com slash 1024, or you can just scroll back and listen to the previous episode on your podcast app. It's just, it should be right there. And a big thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest from the School of Greatness podcast. And I'd love your ratings and reviews over on Apple. If you can, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you enjoyed most about this episode, what you enjoyed, the information that you got most out of this, or give us some feedback on how we can make it better as well as we're always looking to improve and help you improve the quality of your life. And I want I'll leave you with this quote from Carolyn Miss, who said, what drains your spirit drains your body. What fuels your spirit fuels your body. And every day we have an opportunity to add things into our mind, into our body that can bring us life or make us feel like we are exhausted. So make sure that you're taking the moments every single day to make the right choices on bringing energy, giving things to your mind and your body and start eliminating some of the things that really are holding you back. I know sometimes these decisions can be hard to make, but you're worth it. And I want to remind you, if no one's told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. It's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last Crunch Berry. No! No one steals my Crunch Berries. I think you mean my Crunch Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang and Alufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.